connoisseurs. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Basketball Connoisseurs podcast. Um, it's essentially just four high schoolers bored out of their mind in the summer, deciding to make a podcast about basketball. Um, I guess I'll introduce myself first. My name is Akilon, and my favorite NBA team is the Warriors by far. Uh, I am Anish. My favorite team is the Warriors. Been a fan since 2012. Greatest team of all time. My name is Anshul. I'm a fan of the Pacers. And my name is Rainan, and I'm a fan of the Bulls. All right, let's get into our first topic for today. The Mavs versus Clippers game, Game 7, just ended. So anyone want to give their immediate reactions? Blue guys, white Jesus. <laughs> yes, right. of course. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, what I assume you mean by that is that Luca popped off during that series, and I have to completely agree. Um, even last year, he had an amazing series against the Clippers in his first playoff series, and he just stepped it up this year. Obviously, the Clippers were able to um, edge them out because um, the whole team stepped up at the end and became the team that we thought they were going to be this year and last year. But yeah, we got a great series, and um, he's going to be great in this league going forward. I was yeah. honestly surprised that the Clippers were able to come back because after the first two games, I thought the series was kind of over because I kept on hearing about like the stat about like how ninety percent of the time, if you if a team wins the first two games of the series, like that team, they're just gone. They they've won the series. Game over. Good night. Go home. Go to Cancun. So, especially since they're at home as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially because then they had home court advantage after that. So. I was really surprised by that, but I guess it, I guess Kawhi finally came home, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. I was going to ask, what do you think led to the downfall of the Mavs? I, I think, I think I, the, I, I think the Clippers, okay, so many things. First of all, the Clippers are just a better team. I think they did not play to their, uh, their full potential in like the first couple of games, but yeah. They're just they're just a better team. They have better players, and also um, Kawhi started playing better, as we all know. Yeah, yeah, he definitely stepped up to his former Raptors form. Yeah, um, debatable. Nah, I would. He, he he's like he's in that zone. Like he's one of honestly, I'm not gonna lie. He's the only player in the league. Like when he takes a mid range shot and he's like in the zone, like he literally doesn't miss. Like in game six at the end, like he just literally didn't miss. Like. Like, I, I would literally, like, put something that's right. It's just, like, he just, he just doesn't miss anything to talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I flashback to the 2019 final. <laughs> going, back to your, going back to your question, Anish, I, I mean, sorry, uh, Rayan, I would also say another thing that led to the downfall, I think it's just, like, the Clippers realize, like, it's literally just Luka. Like, Pandemic P is pissed up for It's Like, he's just, like, yeah. not even a factor anymore. So I think, like, once they realize that, like, they just had to, like, let Luca do his, like, 50 points or whatever and just, like, try to weather the storm, I think then, like, the Mavericks didn't really stand a chance. But oh, I would... That makes me ask. Across the season, he was averaging close to 20 points the season. What do you think happened? Because we definitely didn't see that in the playoffs. How many points did he average? He had like maybe like fifteen points. He was he was pretty garbage. 
Yeah, it definitely. Yeah, he, he averaged thirteen point. He averaged thirteen point three game. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Ancho, what, what what do you think? I, I want to hear your take on this because you have your hot takes kind of guy. Yes, sir. Um. Yeah, I just think um Paul George again for like the third year in a row was not able to show up in the playoffs when it matters most, and I think that's just becoming a trend for him. Um. Obviously, early in his career, he was pretty good in the playoffs with the Pacers. Um, took us to the conference finals. But uh, in recent years, he's just becoming less and less of a playoff performer. And I think it showed this season, definitely. Yeah. I. Why do you guys think that is? Is it just from not having as much ball time with Kawhi on the team? Or, I don't know, is age catching up to him? Uh, uh, I don't know. Some people just people train. Maybe I mean he got he got a big injury after. He's only uh, yeah, true the injury because he's only thirty one. But if he's already starting to slow down, might be somewhat. I mean, I mean, I maybe he just like doesn't like the bright lights. No, no, like, I mean like he literally was going head to head with LeBron for two straight years. Yeah, early in his career with the Pacers, he was great in playoffs. But yeah, one thing I will say that Luca has to improve. Um. Two things, actually. First, if free throw shooting, we all know he shot like fifty percent on the series. That's just not acceptable. Yeah, for your especially, player. especially as a point guard, not point guard, like a shooting guard or something. Sorry, what was the percentage? Fifty percent from the line. Wow, fifty percent from the line. Yeah, I was yeah, watching those games. That's just unacceptable. Just, yeah, and the other thing I must say is he has to just um, improve his conditioning, like. Every game, he was going absolutely off in the first half. Like, even this game, he got, like, 30 points, 5 and 5 assists, something like that. He was absolutely going off. He was, like, but he was clearly think... the best player in the series in the first half. But then in the I second half, think... he would clearly get tired, and he'd drop off and be inefficient and not his own. So that's Sorry, I do think there was some issue. I think it was went with his shoulder or something, because I remember seeing in the game, he was not playing, I don't think, his full minutes for a fact. He was def- He was on the bench. He was using the massage gun. There seemed to be. He was using the compression sleeve, like the big one. Uh, Ray, but, he forty minutes. Wait, forty yeah, minutes again. Yeah. There, there seemed to be something off. I think it's just, it, honestly, Anish, your conditioning thing. I don't really think it's his conditioning. I just think like it takes a toll on his body. Like he's playing forty-five minutes a game. He's like literally like the only offense for the Mavericks. He's like the entire team. And if he's doing that for like six, seven games, like at some point he's gonna like get a bit tired. Like he's human, you know. I know, but yeah. like if he wants to reach that kind of super stuff, so like he has like the potential to be like a top ten player of all time. If you want to reach, if you want to, if he wants to reach that ceiling, like he can't be like dramatically dropping off in the second half when it matters the most. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay, let's move on. Yeah. Do you want to? Let's start off with playoff predictions. I let's start off with. I think it's going to be the least interesting series. Let's start off with the Jazz series. The Jazz versus Clippers. Who do you guys have winning? And just like a short reason why. Clippers in five for me. I just, sure, you have Donovan Mitchell. Sure, you have Rudy Gobert. You're just not going to be able to get enough out of them. Like, Jokic, Michael Porter Jr. is coming up. It's just not going to be enough. Mr. Uh, yep. Yeah. Rain here is Mr. Uh, Educated. Basketball, basketball. Mr. Basketball uh, connoisseur, it's not really rain. I, I I know you might not be very well informed on this, but it's actually not the Nuggets playing. It's the Jazz versus the Clippers. 
Oh, I knew that. <laughs> so do you have any different predictions? Oh, yes. It's still going to be Clippers in five because... Yeah, sorry. Um, he, he, he just associates all these trash teams together. Yeah, I, <laughs> Nuggets, Clippers, both have to do with stuff. They're both objects. It's okay. Um, uh, okay. It's going to be Clippers in five. Paul George is... a trash but quite Leonard's popping I'll agree with rain here on this I, I, I do think it's gonna be Clippers in five I think it's I, I just think the Clippers are a better team at the end of the day okay. for me I think it's gonna be Jazz in six in my really? opinion yes in my opinion people be sleeping on Donovan Mitchell I think that he should, he's, like, right up there with the best young players in the league. I think that he's, like, a top 15 player in the league. Like, in the playoff times, like, even last year, he put all the crazy numbers in the playoffs. He's such a good scorer. But, um, yeah, I think that I think that Donovan Mitchell, he's going to average, like, 35 points a game. We all saw how he was dominating the Grizzlies. I think that he's going to – I think he's going to lead the Jazz to victory. I also think – I also think that Gobert is going to show why he's a defensive player of the year and why he should be considered one of the greatest defenders of all time. By completely locking down the paint for the Clippers. Okay. I'm gonna say Clippers in six, but depends more on it. I think the Jazz are gonna have a consistent series and they're gonna do well, but I think it depends on how the Clippers play. Are we gonna see the Clippers that we saw at the beginning of the Mavs series or that we saw in game seven and game six? Because to me, those are two completely different teams, and it depends on if the entire team shows up, including Kawhi, PG, and just the rest of the Clippers team. I, Marshall, I'm actually going to challenge you that on that. I think just solely off of Kawhi, I think the Clippers still stand a chance. I don't really know if Paul George needs to be as big of a presence. I, um, think, I think for the Clippers to win, Paul George has to like at least score 15 to 20 points a game for the Clippers to win. I don't think he can just be complete garbage and hope that Kawhi is going <laughs> to carry that. Although he definitely could, but... Um, left um, Reggie, Reggie Jackson between becomes the second coming of Steph Curry. Then you're just, uh, <laughs> Reggie Jackson had two points in Game Seven. No, we know he did it. Oh, he literally says here he had two points. Oh, no, he did. He hit like two. He had two threes in the last two minutes of the game. Given the video cam being lied to. All right, let's go to let's go to what Rayan thought was the Clippers. Sorry, the Jazz. Let's go to the Chicken Nuggets series. The Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> the Nuggets. Voice cut. Yeah. Who do you, who do you have winning? With the oh, okay, let me let me pick up on that. The Last Nuggets. Note. The, the Nuggets and Suns. Who do you have winning? Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be the Suns. There's, there's nothing you can do. I know. I know. Five seconds ago, I said Nuggets. That's because I thought they were playing the Clippers. But the Suns have Devin Booker, DeAndre Aiden. I think can match up very well against Kristaps Porzingis, and I'm. I'm gonna say I think it's gonna be held under 20 points a game. Stop pointing. Excuse, excuse me, Mister. Mister. Uh, I mean, Nikola Jokic. Rain's a simple man. Okay, they're all the same. Mister Educated. All right. Um. Let, I'm gonna disagree with you like heavily. I think the Nuggets are are gonna win this series in six games. Here's why. The Nuggets. I think they're. Jokic is going to dominate like always, but I think their X factor is going to be Michael Porter Jr., the guy who teams were reluctant to draft because of his back. I think he's like becoming one of the best. He's going to become 
a really, really good player and a solid player in this league. Now, I think that's going to be the difference between them and the Suns. Like, don't get me wrong. The Suns are an amazing team, but I think the Nuggets are just going to win. Just going to win. All right. My prediction is that it's going to be Nuggets in five. I don't think this series is going to be close. I think that Denver, I think in the end, the Suns, first of all, Chris Paul is injured. The only reason they beat the Lakers is because AD was injured and LeBron was also hobbled. But first of all, I, so the so the Suns aren't full strength. And even at full strength, I think the Nuggets win in a close series. But I think that in the end, in the playoffs, what matters most is star power. And in and I think that the I think that the Nuggets stars they 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 shine like way more than the Sun stars. Jokic is the clear best player in the series, like by a large margin. Going to be like mm-hmm. the EV MVP this year. I also think. Michael Porter Jr. is going to become one of the best players in the league. Uh, as, as I have said to my friends earlier, I think he's going to make Kevin Durant look like the Walmart <laughs> Michael Porter Jr. I think he's just that good. Like, he has shooting ability. Like, he he genuinely one of the best shooters in the league. Like, he seems like like Clay Thompson. Like, that he has that good touch on his shots. So, yeah, I think that um, as long as Michael Porter Jr., like, he, I, if he plays as well as I expect him to, I think it's going to be an easy win for the Nuggets. And, yeah. All right. What do you I think? think it's gonna be, I think it's going to be Suns and Seven. I think the Nuggets are going to have a bit below average of a series, but I just think the Suns are going to have a great series, including especially Devin Booker, who showed flashes of his greatness in the Lakers series, and I think he's just going to step that up next series. And as Rain said, I think um, DeAndre Ayton is going to show up obviously not he's not going to guard Kristaps Porzingis but I think he's going to show up <laughs> and um as well yeah I just think the Suns are going to show up and when it matters most and the Nuggets aren't going to do as much okay one thing I will say is that I think Devin Booker will go off because the Nuggets have no guard defense yeah let's move yeah, on sure but I do okay. think it's going to be a really fun series to watch I think it's going to be one of the most fun series to watch Let's move on to the game that had the series which already had a game, the Bucks versus Nets. I think this is gonna be a chess match between coaches, but who do you guys have winning? I can go first. This time I am very confident I know the players on each team. The Bucks <laughs> are going to lose. I think the Nets got this in six or seven, but yeah, when you have, especially if James Harden makes his return, you have Kevin Durant, his efficiency. Although you are playing against Giannis, I don't think you can match Kevin Durant, especially if James Harden comes out. He can play on the perimeter a little. Kyrie, well, you don't really have to say much about him, but it's just going to be, I think I don't think it's going to be too hard for the Nets to pull away. Really? Okay. Okay. All right. I, I have booked in six. I think that after Harden goes down, I think, First of all, I think that the Bucks were obviously game planning for Harden, so they're they were definitely thrown off because the Nets play a much different style. Because Harden is like their he's their playmaker, he's their passer, he sets up the offense. He's probably their best player right before he went down. If we're being honest, so I think that once the Bucks adjust, I think that they should have an easy win in the series. First of all, because obviously James Harden is there. Second of all, I think that um their terrible shooting in Game One is is just a fluke. Like if they, if they shot like average, they would have won that game. Also, I think Giannis is now like he's he he's showing that he's ready for the playoffs. Like earlier, he was getting shut down, but in game one, he dropped like thirty four points on great efficiency. So I think Giannis will uh, do his stuff on offense. He'll also slow KD down, and I think that 
without James Harden, it should be a pretty easy win for the Bucks from now. All right, yeah, I I'm agree. Gonna... In the second half, it did seem like there was a lid on the rim for the Bucks. I'm, I, I'm gonna uh, actually agree with Mr. Educated Ray in here, actually, but I don't think it's gonna be like as easy as he says. I think it's gonna be Nets and seven. I agree with the points that you brought up, Anish, about how like Harden not being there is gonna be a huge difference because like, um, if Harden wasn't gonna, if Harden was gonna be there, I would have said. The uh, Nets would sweep the Bucks, but I, and maybe that's a bit harsh. But I think that without Harden, I still think Kevin Durant's just gonna hold down the fort. You know, like even when he was on the Warriors two years ago, he was always like that guy. When they had a lid on the rim, he would just get a dunk or he would just pull up to his spot instead of like being like. Um, I guess like Kevin Durant kind of plays like his own game, right? Like you could be playing like the 76ers or something, but it, he wouldn't be playing how the 76ers were playing or how bad the Warriors were playing. He'd just be in his own zone and he would be doing his own thing. And I think ISO gang is going to win in the end. Um, I'm going to have to agree. I'm going to actually change my prediction from earlier and say that it's going to go to Game 7, but the difference in Game 7, if James Harden is able to come back for Game 7 or Game 6, I think the Nets are going to be able to for sure pull away and win the series. But if he's not going to be able to come back, I think it depends on Kevin Durant um, in Game 7. If Kev- mm-hmm. This is the first um, real playoff series we've seen Kevin Durant play in since, um, since he was the on the Warriors. Warriors. Obviously, yeah. the Celtics series, but that wasn't really a threat to the Nets. They were going to win that series. But mm-hmm. if if Kevin Durant can show up like he did with the Warriors in the finals against the Cavaliers, where he had multiple huge shots, obviously they weren't close series, but still, um, if he's able to go back to that form after his injury, I think the Nets are going to be able to win. And if Giannis shows up, then I think the Bucks are going to be able to win. All right, let's go with our last series. I think this one's going to have a bit of bad boy mentality from Trey Young. But what do you guys think about the Hawks versus 76ers series? This one I can jump on again. This is going to be 76ers in four. I just think at the end of the day, <laughs> when you have Joel Embiid, no matter how torn his meniscus is, when you have Ben Simmons on the perimeter. When you have coaching from Doc Rivers, there's there's really not like there's really not much the single Trey Young can do against them. Mister Educated, I hate to stop you, but you know not we're, we're recording after the Hawks won Game One, so you know it might not be a sweep as you say. Maybe it might be five games. Or you okay, think? I'm so sorry. It's gonna be four one. We have to. It was a four point game. It was close. But, you know, we need to get the Hawks, the 76ers, look, I know they're game plan. Get the Hawks overconfident and punch it four games through. Nice and easy. Sorry for a one-game problem. Uh, 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 I'm going to disagree. I think it's going to be Hawks in six. You know, the 76ers are really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joel Embiid kind of like this, probably like runner-up for MVP maybe. Or at least he was like a front-runner um, in the beginning of the season. But I think Trey Young, at the end of the day, as much as I hate his game style of just, like, drawing random vowels, like, you know, like, acting like an Anish 
in a high school game or just like does random stuff he oh, still dude. scores you know he still gets the points whether it's like shooting threes like mr sharpshooter or niche or like getting to the free throw line and just being a dagger and i think being that a dagger yeah i think i think that cu- cu- coupled with how deep and how good of a three-point shooting team the hawks are i think that's good it's gonna make the hawks win this series but i'm interested to hear what mr sharpshooter has to say on that All right i my prediction is going to be 76ers and six i think the 76ers are still clearly the better team in the series but the one asterisk i have on this prediction is joel and beats health so he's already been playing on a torn meniscus he said himself in an interview but um he obviously played really well today either way he dropped 39 on decent efficiency however um if he stays healthy the 76ers are still clearly the better team i think today the hawks they played almost like the best game they could play like in the first half they had one of the best offensive half in playoff history they had 74 points um they were making all their three-pointers seems like they couldn't miss i don't think that's going to happen again i think we saw at the end that once the 76ers adjust uh they, they, they they're clearly the better team they almost came back from a 26 point deficit so I think yeah. we're going to see that 76ers team for the rest of the series. The Hawks will probably take one more game just because it's basketball. It's not that easy. But <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's going to be 76ers. All right. Um, um, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Anisha on this one. I think the 76ers are just the better team, and that's going to overpower the Hawks. The Hawks, if they're going to have a chance to win the series, I think they're... Um, Especially Trey Young is gonna have to um, just keep having insane games like he did today with 35 points. Obviously, Bogdan Bogdanovich with that clutch three or that clutch shot and 21 points, and John Collins also with 21 points. Um, they all have to show up and continue to show up the rest of the series if the Hawks are gonna have a chance. But I do think the 76ers are just gonna overpower them. I think if Trey Young has one bad game, like they're gonna lose. And I I believe Ben Simmons is that good of a defender. He'll force a couple of bad games. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to I think the most interesting team in the off season. I mean, I might be a bit biased, but Golden State Warriors. I think they have like a really interesting off season ahead of them with the draft picks from the Timberwolves, their own draft picks. Um, they have uh, what do you call it? They have Clay Thompson coming back. What do you guys think the Warriors are going to do in the offseason? And what do you think, or let's do this. What do you think the Warriors will do in the offseason? And what would you want to see the Warriors do in the offseason? I'll start it off. I think the Warriors, this is how it's going to go. The draft lottery, I think the Minnesota Timberwolves pick will fall to four. So it will go to, um, so it'll go to the Warriors. I think... I think if Jalen Green falls to four, they should like immediately take him, but I doubt Jalen Green will fall to four. Um, I would want them to draft um, probably like a wing player. What do you guys think? Do you think a wing player would yeah, make I sense? I think one yeah. guy who's a wing player that might fall is probably going to fall. If it's four, I doubt it's going to be four, though, but it's Jonathan Kaminga. He's a He's like uh-huh. a guy from Africa. He, he's kind of like a, a KD build type. He can, he, he has skills, but he's also super athletic and tall. However, I don't think they should take him because he's like, he's kind of like Wiseman. He's a project. We don't know how good he's going to be. And that's the last thing. Yeah. Sure. So I, yeah. Yeah, I'll just segue into mine. 
what mm-hmm. what do I think the Warriors will do? I think they're going to do absolutely nothing this season. I think that um, I'm being honest. I think that uh, like they they're just gonna keep Wiseman, draft a player because that just seems like the direction they're heading. And like the people around the Warriors uh, front office, they've said like they don't want to uh, they don't want to take Wiseman because he's on like that that'd be selling low because nobody really wants him that much right now. Also, I think they want to pick. It can be somebody who can like even out the bench, and they want to just see how good we are with Clay next year. However, however, the big however, what do I think they should do? I think that they should trade away Wiseman definitely. Really, really? I think I also think they should trade away that pick. See, this season we saw what it's like. So we saw Curry go absolutely off. He's like he's gonna be second or third in MVP voting behind Jokic and MB. Yeah. So he he went absolutely off. We saw especially in. And yet it was wasted again, like we saw against the Grizzlies. Um, he he went off. He tied the game, and then Draymond Green doesn't even hit the rim on a wide open layup in the playing game. So like, we can't be wasting his prime. Like he he's like a top fifteen player of all time. He's like truly special. None of the guys we draft, Wiseman is not going to be that good. None of the guys we, we draft are going to be that good. So we they have to capitalize on this window. So I think they should try I, to trade away Wiseman that pick, I, and then probably Ubre and Wiggins. Trade away, trade away something. Try to get a package for a star like Beal or Dame, like, or I heard rumors about Sabonis. Just get, get somebody who can help us out. We need more offense. I'm interested to see what the other people think, because I don't think trading Wiseman would be the move. But I overall agree with Anish, right? So do I think they're going to do anything? No. What do I want to see them do? I want to see them probably investing Clay on the personal stand, like on a personnel standpoint. Let him get the recovery yeah. he needs to get into his A game. Because when you know Clay is good, he's on fire. He's there's a former, reason they were so Rocket fan would notice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get it. Um, but yeah, I agree with the niche. Curry's in his prime. He got them into the eighth seed with, let's be honest, absolutely nothing. So uh so yeah i just think right now they don't really need the draft fix they need the manpower and resources to go probably chase another title so yeah any trade especially with the draft capital they have they should use i think they're i think some of their main priorities though would i would want them i would want to see them like re-sign like kelly Ubre and kent basemore i think those I, I don't think they should resign Kelly Oubre. I think they should either not sign him or sign and trade him. He hasn't been good. I, 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 think, I think that they just need to keep the depth they have or get a little bit more depth and just <laughs> see how, how well they're going to do with Clay. And they could go far. If Clay comes off that injury and he's the same that he was before, they could go far in the playoffs, maybe even conference finals if everyone's doing well. Maybe. Um, but I also do think that what Anish and Ryan said is also an option for them. I don't think they're going to take it. But to capitalize on Curry's window, because he is, he had one of the best seasons of his career, if not the best last season. Um, and they do need to capitalize on the window because he is getting older. So I do think trading for trading the young pieces for a star or a superstar could be an option as well. Yeah, the, the the dream scenario for the Warriors would be to somehow get Kawhi, like trade Wiggins, like a pick for Kawhi. No, it's actually realistic. 
Because if they I, lost in the first round this year, there's a very real chance that Kawhi would want to leave. And Golden State is a big market, let's face it. They're in San Francisco. And because um he would be leaving anyways to sign and trade to match salaries, um they wouldn't have to trade away that much because like he has all the leverage. So they just have to give Wiggins to match salaries, maybe Wiseman a couple of picks. But if they had Kawhi on that roster, they're championship favorites, in my opinion. What do you guys think about Wiggins this year? I thought I thought he had like a pretty good role, but I think he definitely is overpaid though. Like I think that's just like one of the glaring things. Oh, Wiggins, I think Wiggins played well, not well. He played good, but he's obviously overpaid. Uh, honestly, honestly, I think Wiggins played really well. He averaged eighteen points on pretty good efficiency. He was like uh. 47 for seven field, 38 from three. That's like actually above average efficiency. He also played great defense. I don't think he should have been like second team all defense. He was locking up Kawhi and LeBron during the year. So I think he is not that overpaid. Like he's his contract gives him like what 26 million or maybe 30 million by now. 30. Yeah, yeah, 30 million. Yeah. I think it's like around 22 million or 24 million. So I don't think he's that overpaid. However, I think he could be used as a great trade piece for somebody who's even better. So that's why I yeah. find it. Yeah. I, I don't see the Warriors trading. I think like they're good. I think they're gonna run it back one more year. Like I don't. I, I agree that I don't think they're really gonna do much this uh, off season. They're probably like just sign some like uh, low salary players because they don't really have that much money to spend. And I think they're just gonna run it back. And then you know if like they don't play really well, um, I think they're just gonna call it quits and just like completely tear apart the team because they can't risk just like letting curry just like yeah but the thing is curry's 33 so like you only have like two more good years so yeah that's why i think like they're just gonna give it this one year and then see if they want to run it back one more year or start over. i think if they do run it back this year then if they don't go far or don't do well i think they have to do something next year to make sure that Curry's yeah, prior. Yeah, you guys. Anyways, anyways, let, let, let's move on. So, uh, fine. Uh, let us do a debate. Every single kid has with their dad at the dinner table over what, like lemonade and lemonade, hamburger and yes, pasta. Sir. Yes, sir. I, I actually made. Some, I made some lemonade today. Zero sure. sugar. Zero oh, sugar lemonade. Yeah, send me some after, please. Go on. So. Drum roll, please. This is the big topic. Drum roll. Topic is the goat debate. Who do you? Oh, this is easy. This is absolutely easy. Oh, oh, okay, Mister. This is it's it's it has to be Michael Jordan. Now I know what your first thing. You're gonna try to. Yeah, I know you're gonna say, "Oh, he couldn't have done it without Scottie Pippen, with that captain on the Wizards." You're gonna you're gonna bring up that whole thing. Here's the thing. Nobody, literally nobody. <laughs> Here's the thing. He didn't have the best teammates in the world. Let's be honest. Oh my god. I don't. I don't think he had the <laughs> best teammates in the world. And let's also look at the finals record. Every time you got in the finals, he won the finals. That's something LeBron can't even think about. LeBron's lost more finals than he's actually won. <laughs> and I would say. Just off of that statistic alone, this closes the case. When you look at the competition, though, Ryan, LeBron I mean, without more competition in the finals. And, so um, I think the- when we evaluate the greatest player of all time, we need to think, you can't, I feel like trying to, for his time, the competition was great, right? 
every year, let's take it as it on face value. Every year, the league gets better. If like this 1990s league was going to play, uh, if the 1990s All Star were going to play the 2020 All Stars, they would get what they get. But yes, here's the thing: would. the thing you also yeah. have to take into account is the resources. In 1990, there weren't there wasn't as much the high tech training, like active recovery, recovery like, and yeah. fancy stuff like that. They would just play the game, get ice, move on. Right now, the game has changed, but to that for that time period overall, I think MJ easily wins this. Okay, I'm gonna say the greatest player of all time is Kobe Simmons. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with Rayan. I think MJ is the greatest player. Here's why. I think beyond the clutchness, beyond the championships, beyond all of that. I think the best player um, was MJ. And I think the best player was MJ. Yeah, I think the best player was MJ because he just had that mentality, you know. He would tell the opposing teammate or the opposing team, I'm going to drop 50, I'm going to drop 60, I'm going to drop whatever, 165 points, you know. And he would do that. And, like, no one could really stop him. He had that thing where, like, if he was on, there's no way you're going to stop him. You could, like, throw every single defender at him, but he's just, like, not going to, you know, he, he's just not going to get stopped. He was just going to go off, and that was the end of the story. And I think LeBron, as much as he has that, yeah, he can probably do it. I, I don't think he could do it to the extent of MJ. Like, he never, LeBron never averaged as many points as MJ or, like, you know, even came close in that regards. And I just think MJ's clutchiness and that mentality is what puts him over the top by far. Y'all aren't ready for this fact I'm about to spit. Okay. <laughs> You're about to end this man's whole career. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. We're okay. going to be top 20 after this. <laughs> All right. Dermal, please. The GOAT of NBA is basketball new- is none other than LeBron James. <laughs> See, you guys don't understand. LeBron James, the one, the thing that impressed me most, he has been the best player in the league for how, how many years has it been? I, I'll say since 2007, what's that? 14 years, he's been the best player in the whole entire uh, league. MJ was the best for like, what, eight, eight, if we're being optimistic? Like, okay, see, he has been the best for so long. Okay, let, let's keep going. I'm going to refute some of your points. So MVPs, this, MVPs. Number of MVPs? MVPs. He has four MVPs. MJ has five. Is that really a difference? He also well, you want to talk about yeah. supremacy. I would say that's yeah, that's a pretty big difference. I mean, M- MJ MJ also played like baseball at the same time, and like it's not my fault he played baseball. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Wait. Anyway, let's go on. So, okay, Mr. Rain here, Mr. Educated. He said that um, MJ six and zero, oh, LeBron four and six. That's all that matters. Well, here's the thing. That means that all those years. LeBron was losing in the finals. MJ wasn't even making the finals, or he was playing baseball doing random stuff. But still, either way, <laughs> those finals losses are not do not hurt his legacy, except maybe 2011. But they don't hurt his legacy. They're good for his legacy. Okay. Um, another thing, LeBron, even relative to his era, played way better competition than MJ. Who's the best team that MJ ever played? Probably like the Jazz in like 97 and 98. Well, LeBron has had to play the 2014 Spurs, who were like a top 10 team of all time. The 2017 Warriors, who were like the greatest team of all time. He had to play those Warriors many times. He actually ended up beating the 2016 Warriors, who were like 
who were going to be the greatest team of all time until he beat them. MJ has never won a series in the finals like that that he wasn't supposed to win. LeBron, I mean, has MJ, like that. That's one thing that LeBron had over MJ, like the big thing. I mean, yeah. MJ had he led the team to seventy-two and ten, and without him on the team, like I think the year he decided to just like go and like go to Cancun and play baseball or whatever, right? He the team was garbage without no, him. No, 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 no. See, my man here is spitting lies, okay? The year before, they won 72 games. They were like the four, they, they were the four seed in the East and they made it to the playoffs. Well, okay? Jordan came back at the end of the season. No, he came back in like the yeah, last 10 no, games no, no, of the season. No, 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 no don't, don't, he, don't let these guys lie, no, he okay? Came, no, he came back at like the end. Like he didn't, he wasn't, he, the only reason why they even got like that four seed, I think they're like barely going to make the playoffs. The no, only they, they, see, okay. Scotty Pippen was leading the team. Wait, let me check what the record was in 94. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty was. sure something in 41, I think. No, yeah. see, okay. In, in the 95 season, there were the five seed, and they, they were in that position before MJK. Okay? Yeah, but no, listen, listen, in 1994, okay, okay. in 1994, the first year without MJ, the Bulls won 55 games. They were the three seed in the East, okay? You guys are lying again. See, they were still one of, like, they're a top three team in the East without Michael Jordan. I mean, okay, now, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. That's Bull. No, that's that's not Bull, okay? And then no, LeBron James, that's what happened. LeBron, okay, let's see. 2018, he leads the Cavs to the finals. Okay? 2019, he leaves. The Cavs have the number four pick in the draft. Okay, coincidence? I think not. Okay, see, LeBron's <laughs> teams were much worse than MJ, even when he was on the Heat. Who did he have? He had Wade and Bosch. Wade and Bosch, whether you like it or not, they're at, Pippen was better than Wade, except maybe the first year in 2011. But in I 2011, they didn't that. even win. I don't okay? agree. But in 2012, 2013, and definitely 2014, Wade was clearly worse than Pippen, who was always like a top five player in the league, and Rodman. I, and and um, MJ had better. He had better role player. Like you can argue that Rodman was just as good as Bosch, who was like also kind of getting washed. But, but like yeah. bot. But like, see, here's the thing with the Rodman and Bosch. Bot Rodman. I think Rod. Who was better? I think Rodman. Maybe was better. I think maybe if he didn't like drink. Maybe if he didn't go to like. He also Rodman complimented the team much better. Bosch used to be a scorer yeah. in Toronto. He's a yeah. good shooter. Like they don't really Bosch need that. Rodman was like the. It's the best rebounder of all time, like relative to his era. So, and he was like the four-time defensive Defense. player of the year, something like that. So he complimented him much better. So yeah, Jordan had better teammates. He had worse competition, and he has less impressive accomplishments and worse longevity. I think the peaks are actually debatable. How good they each were at their peak. LeBron's peak was probably 2012-13 when he was the defensive player of the year. That was also probably the best finishing season of all time, like in the paint. But Jordan was also one of the best scorers of all time, and obviously a defensive player of the year. Their peaks are debatable, but LeBron has better longevity, and I would say that his accomplishments are actually more impressive. Until let's hear yours. I'm going to have to agree with Anish that LeBron James is the greatest player of all time. And one of the reasons I think that is because uh, I think Akilon brought up that Jordan has always averaged more points than LeBron has. But I only think the reason LeBron has less points than Jordan is because LeBron is a much better passer than Jordan. Um, if you look at literally any stat other than um, points and steals, LeBron has a better stat than Jordan. Like if you look at uh, rebounds, assists, blocks, they're the same. Field goal percentage, LeBron is better other than free throw percentage, um, which I think shows that LeBron is a better well-rounded player than uh, Jordan. And um, 
again with the finals record, I think it's an overused argument that LeBron was four and six in the finals. Because if you put um Jordan on any of the teams that LeBron lost with in the finals, Jordan would not have won other than twenty eleven. And there's no way Le- Jordan was winning any of the other finals. Um and LeBron literally made eight finals in a row. I know that the East was bad in basically every single one of those runs, but it's still impressive. Um, and also, I agree with Anish that um, Jordan had a better team of all time or for his entire or in his prime than um, LeBron had. And also, Jordan's coach was um, Bill Jackson. LeBron had never had a coach comparable to Phil Jackson. He did have Eric Spolster on the Heat, but who was a great coach, but not Phil Jackson. Um, and uh, and longevity, which is the final reason I think that LeBron is better than Jordan. Okay. Do we have any more topics? I think that's it. So, thank you guys for listening. If you've made it this far, um, if you have, then you're a real one. You're a real basketball connoisseur. So, anyways, it's been Akilon. It's been Rayan. Ben Nish. And And thank you for watching. Big shout out to Nalanj, who is helping us here with um, some production and some ideas. Production, yes, sir. Yeah. See you guys in the next episode. Until next time, have a good rest of your day and week.